Hi everyone, before we get into the episode this week, I wanted to jump in and let you know that we have a fantastic new workshop coming up on the 6th of June. If you're interested in dipping your toes into the new business space or are a newbie, our fabulous growth coach Nat South is running a training session just for you. Called Step Into BDM, during this two-hour workshop, she is going to teach the three things that every BDM needs to know when they're just starting out. I'll include the link in the show notes for you. Now, at the moment, it doesn't matter which agency I am talking with, there seems to be a common theme around the increasing number of tenanted properties being moved between agencies. There are a number of reasons for this happening that I'm not going to get into today, but let's just say the trend is going to continue for some time. And for property managers, bringing on a property that has an existing tenant already in place, we all know it's not always smooth sailing. BDMs, they just love takeovers because they're regarded as being income producing straight away. So they get their commission sooner and they don't have to worry about the leasing process. But for property managers, they're often taking on someone else's problems without any idea of what's gone on beforehand, which is not only time consuming, but can be a little, well, more than a little stressful. And the reason I wanted to talk about this topic today is because I know someone who is currently the tenant in a takeover situation and is having a terrible experience with the new property manager. And I'm looking at what has gone on and you don't have to be a genius to see that this relationship will never, ever be able to be recovered. It's doomed. It's not good for the tenant or the owner, let alone the property manager. This is a one-star Google review just waiting to happen. Now, I know you guys would probably never ever behave the way this property manager has, but there is a massive learning here for all of us with this situation. And because we're seeing so many more takeovers occurring, I thought it was a good case study to look at because the way this tenant was introduced to the agency has pretty much created a totally unnecessary war of words between the property manager and the tenant in less than two, way, two weeks. In fact, it was probably just happened in the first week. And this has all come about because her communication simply wasn't good enough because she hasn't really done anything wrong, legally speaking. She issued the correct notices and actioned the appropriate steps for the situation. But we all know that this is not nearly enough in property management. If you're not able to connect with your clients, if you are not able to nail your technique, timing and tone when it comes to your communication as a property manager, then your world is going to be filled with drama, angst and unhappy clients. And we all know that that leads to less time in your day and more stress in your life, something we all want to avoid. So here's a little background on the situation for you. Rob, not his real name, just like the dentist, has been living alone in a unit that was brand new when he moved in nearly eight years ago. He initially rented through a property manager, but after a few years, the owner decided to manage it herself. She then sold it uh, about four years later, and the current owner has continued with the same arrangement. And during that time, there have been, well, let's, I think there's a couple of rent increases, but his current rent is definitely below market value, which he's totally aware of. Both owners have been happy to charge a lower rent because he's such a good tenant and the property is being well-maintained. It's not getting knocked around at all. And pretty, like it's a pretty typical arrangement when there's no agency and no agency fees involved. 
So in this instance, there's actually no issue or hasn't been an issue until now with how things are between the owner and the renter. Their relationship was great. There was no outstanding maintenance and there's no history that kind of needs to be figured out or repair requests that need to be investigated. All that happened is the owner has decided to simplify their life because they're going to be traveling quite a bit for the next year or two. So in theory, this should have been the simplest, smoothest, easiest transition to an agency you've ever seen. I mean, if only they were all like this, right? And it so could have been. But now, and I apologize for swearing, but it's pretty much the only way to describe it. This tenant's introduction to the agency has turned into a complete shit show and without a doubt will end up at tribunal. So let's have a look at the characters involved. Now, Rob, he's quite a nice guy, but just like most of us, he has a few interesting characteristics. He's very particular and likes to dot his I's and cross his T's. He's a financial advisor, so that that actually makes sense. And he owns property himself, but chooses to rent because it suits his circumstances. And he also has very high standards around professionalism. So not really what you would call super easy going, but also not someone who's going to be all that difficult to build a relationship with. You'd call him pretty reasonable in most circumstances. And the property manager, well, she's not someone young and inexperienced, but she's kind of around the same age as the tenant with uh, at least 20 years in the industry. And the reason I say this is because I don't want you to think that or to assume that this was a, a rookie error. So, right, now that you've got all the backstory, let's have a look at what went down when the property manager introduced herself to the existing tenant and how the current combat situation, because that's what it is, could have been avoided. The owner of the property initially called the tenant to advise that they were going to shift the management of the tenancy to a property manager as they were going to be traveling around Australia and you know, to expect that the property manager is going to reach out and come and visit the property. And that's fair enough, the tenant thought to himself, you know, given the relationship they had, um, you know, for the past four years, phone calls appropriate, and I think it's appropriate as well. And the tenant was definitely okay, all right? He didn't think it was going to make too much of a difference to his life. He then received an entry notice to advise the property manager would be inspecting the property on a particular day between the hours of 10 and 12. And Rob, well, he organised his schedule so he could be at the property for that, for that two-hour time frame um, that the notice said, and because he wanted to meet her, right? So right at the end of the two-hour slot, the PM turned up. So not illegal, but almost a little rude in the eyes of someone who'd been waiting for two hours to meet their new property manager. He also said she didn't apologise for making him wait. Now, you and I know that this is not what she was doing, but that is how he felt. The PM walked through the property very quickly. Uh, the tenant told me she was only there for three minutes. And yes, I am sure that he is exaggerating. But in his mind, it was a very short time given he had waited two hours to meet her. And she couldn't even be bothered to step outside into the backyard and take a look. Now, of course, she may have been very busy and was running late and probably didn't need to go outside to do what she came to do, but he felt dismissed and disrespected. 
He also mentioned she barely spoke to him while inside the property and then stood in the driveway on the way out and joyfully announced, those were his words, joyfully announced that the rent would be increasing an additional $100 a week and she would be sending a 12-month lease for him to sign. And because he was a, a little stirred up, I guess, at this point, he challenged her on this. Now, this gentleman doesn't yell and he's very measured in his approach. So when he said to me, that all he said was, that's a big jump. How did you come up with that amount? I actually believe him. And instead of explaining market conditions and comparable properties, the, um, the tenant said the property manager became incredibly defensive and said that it doesn't matter how much I came up, how I came up with it. That's what it's going to be from next week. Now, when he was relaying the story to me, I said to him, are you sure you're not exaggerating a little bit, Rob? I can't imagine a property manager saying that. And he was adamant it was true and told me that after she said that, she turned on her very sharp stiletto heel, again, I'm quoting him, and stormed off towards her car without saying anything else. And then a lease with the wrong address on it apparently arrived with the increased rental amount in his letterbox the next day for him to sign. And being the kind of details man that he is, he contacted them and when he pointed out the address was incorrect, he was told that that was what was on the searches and then of course, you know, the whole street number things become a battle between the two of them because he's lived there for eight years and that was what was on the letterbox and he wasn't signing a legal document that was incorrect. So you get the picture here. Now he's on the defensive and he's digging his heels in. Like, guys, this is the very first contact he had with his agency and all of this has come out of it and it kills me to hear about this. And I'm sure you agree, it's not ideal. And because I'm a grown-up, I'm going to take most of what Rob said with a grain of salt. Because when you start talking about the situation aloud, it actually sounds like a bit of a storm in a teacup, doesn't it? But the reality here is that this was a terrible introduction to the agency for him. The lack of care and consideration for his situation was really poor and it's no wonder that there is a battle now every step of the way from like discussions around where his rent is paid up to uh, the agents now threatening to change the locks because you know they don't have a, another key and and she's using sentences in her emails like don't forget I hold the bond and you need to provide me with your bank statements to prove to where that you're paid up to this date now I mean come on eight years of bank statements I don't think so and the tenant is now threatening to get his solicitor and accountant involved. He even said to me, I don't care how much it costs, she's not going to get away with this. I don't like being backed into a corner. So it's very dramatic on both sides. You know, both parties here are to blame. And the owner is refusing to talk to the tenant now and is no doubt regretting the day they made the decision to simplify their life because it's not getting any simpler. The property manager has not spoken to Rob since the day she stood in his driveway and told him that his rent was increasing by 25%, but is creating email trails, the length of which I have never seen the likes of before, and CCing the owners in on all of them. This is so not cool. Now, the battle is continuing between the tenant and property manager, and I don't want to get it too like into it too, any further, but suffice to say, it's not pretty, and it's a massive waste of everyone's time. Now, there's 
something that is so obvious to me that the property manager could have done when receiving the file for the property that would have gone a long way to preventing all of this carry-on. And if you do not have this as part of your takeover management process, then please include it moving forward. It's only going to take you like five minutes. All that was required here was just a phone call. If the property manager had picked up the phone and introduced herself to the tenant, there wouldn't be this massive carry-on. And I wouldn't be wasting my time trying to sort through all the he said, she said, trying to work out what has gone on so that I could provide him with some you know, accurate advice. So see how, see how I'm making this about me now? Don't waste my time. Because both the owner and the tenant, well, they're clients of the property manager. And I think if she had have treated them in the same way with the same respect, and, you know, let's forget that the tenant did not choose to rent through this agency. The choice was made for them and people, they just don't like that. So an existing tenant's back is already going to be up before you've even met them. And we need to be incredibly mindful of this and try to connect with them as quickly as possible to to start building a relationship that's going to serve both both of you really well throughout the tenancy. Now, the PM's initial phone call to Rob, it could have sounded a little like this. Hi, Rob, it's Terry calling from PM Excite Realty, the owner of your property, Bill. Let me know he spoke with you yesterday to give you an update on what they're doing with the management of your tenancy while they are traveling. I wanted to call and say hello. I'm going to be your main point of contact at our agency moving forward and to organize a time to visit the property so I can familiarize myself with it and hopefully, if you're available, meet you in person too. Now, are you going to be around on Thursday at 10 a.m.? Excellent. I'll send you through what we call an entry notice with a date and time just so we can make everything official. Now, if anything changes from your end, please let me know and I'll send you an email after our chat with some information about renting through our, through our agency and it will also have my contact details in there for you. If you have any questions after reading through the guide, please just reach out. Now, while I have you on the phone, I've noticed that your old lease expired some time ago and when I spoke with Bill, he said that he is really happy um, to get you to sign a 12-month lease if you want. Uh, so have a think about it. And you can let me know on Thursday when we catch up if this is the way you want to go. It's definitely, um, you know, going to give you some security around your tenancy if you have a fixed term lease in place. And also, I've had a quick peek at the rental amount that you're paying at the moment. And I can see you haven't had an increase for nearly two years. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware, but the rental prices in our area have really increased quite a bit recently. And Bill has asked me to review what you're paying and bring this in line with the current market. And look, once I've seen the property, this will give me a good idea of where it sits. And I'll speak with Bill after we meet on Thursday to talk about um, what he'd like to do. But I just wanted to flag this with you so it wasn't a big surprise. And if you want to do some research before we catch up on Thursday, um, you can go on to realestate.com.au. It's a really good place to start. Now, okay, I'll send this email through now. Just let me know if you have any questions and I'll see you on Thursday at 10 a.m. So I know these words might not be the same as what you would use, but I think you get what my drift is here. And, and what I was trying to set up 
um, with the the things that I was saying, how I was trying to anticipate how he might be feeling and and I wanted to reassure him, but at the same time, set the expectation that the rent was going to be increased in line with the market conditions. Now, by inviting him to do some research of his own, I'm getting his buy-in into the process. Now, most of us as property managers have a pretty good idea before we step into a property what it's worth. But by going about introducing the idea of a steep rent increase in this way, it means the tenant is going to be way more receptive to the situation than if I just, well, basically stood in the driveway and blindsided them with the news. So guys, you know I'm all about the three T's of communication, technique, timing and tone. So let me just reiterate that the timing of this call is as soon as you collect the file, right? Don't hesitate, don't delay. The appropriate technique to use is to personally call in this instance, right? An email is not good enough. And the tone, well, it needs to be warm and helpful and non-threatening. You're wanting to connect with them. You can still be professional and friendly at the same time. And the second thing I want you to do, if you're not already doing so, is to get out to that property as soon as possible. Not in the next sort of routine cycle that you've got going on, but within the first two weeks of taking over the property. This will not only give the tenant the message that you care about where they live, but will demonstrate to the owner that they've made the right choice to move to your property or to your agency rather. It also means that you aren't flying blind and and you actually have an accurate understanding of how the tenant lives, what the condition of the property is like and what action you need to take with the tenancy, if any. And finally, I just want to say is that you wouldn't move a new tenant into a vacant property without welcoming them properly to your agency. So be sure to take the same approach when you inherit an existing tenant. You know, they're new to the agency too. You never know as well. They might be judging you based on their previous experience with a property manager that was really, really bad. And you want to get rid of that notion or that assumption as soon as possible, or it could be a very long tenancy for you to manage. Okay, if you got where I was coming from today and are really keen to lift how you are communicating with your clients, I am sure we can help you at PM Excite. Not only do we have a great range of templates and resources designed to make you and your team look more lovable in your clients' eyes, but we have a great owner newsletter available that is unlike anything else out there. Be sure to check out the PM Club at pmexcite.com where all of these communication goodies are available to our members. And I'll see you next week.